Hey, Bobby. Hey, welcome, welcome, Miss Lady. How you doing? I'm doing good. That's good. That's good. How has your week been? Your weekend? Oh, good, 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 good. No, Quiet, no. but good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so how was it in San Francisco? I think that where you was at, right? Yes, yes. I was in um San Francisco. Okay, how was it? I mean, I've never been there. You know, tell the t- tell the listeners about it. Uh, it's interesting out there. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, when I was out there, like, the weather was, like, very, very cold. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like, people have, like, this idea of California as, like, you know, 100% sunny and, like, warm and, like, good weather, but San Francisco, like, very chilly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of people say that it was kind of cold and and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I was like, yeah. So, was you out there for for shoots? Of course, you know, normal work. Yeah, yes, 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 definitely. Yeah, so, who, so who did you shoot with? Um, I um shot with El Ray. Um, he's a photographer and um, okay. content creator based in San Francisco. Okay, shots out to him. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I had a shoot with him, and, you know, the photos went out, came out very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, a, he's very great. He's great. He's very professional. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't able to work with him after, I wasn't able to work with him the second time, but, like, mm-hmm. the next time I go to San Francisco, I would definitely work with him. He's very good. That's good. That's good. So we're about to get deeper to this uh this interview in a second. First I gotta do my normal. Yeah. So hey, how you doing out there, listeners on Spotify, on Anchor, wherever you listening to it, welcome to the Smokers Lounge. Anchor app, the perfect app for anybody trying to start their own podcast. All you got to do is download it on your on your phone or go to echo.fm, get a profile, go ahead, set up your distribution where you can be heard on multiple start podcasting like I am today. Best way to start your podcast career, especially if you're fresh off the boat. Oh, yeah. As also, I am your host, Kavanaugh. The Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. As the name say, I do music, I do porn. So if you want to find my porn, where I have plenty of discounts for many of my fans, so it won't break your pockets. You want to hear my music, new tracks that I'm dropping every month. Now follow me on social media. Go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star to find me everywhere on the net. This podcast is sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. We're talking about LSworld.com. Go there. Get yourself a profile. Interact with other people that have the same kinks as you and same freaky natures as you. Also, yeah. you find events in your area through there. So go to LSworld.com and get your kink on. Also, we are a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. So go to Shop GW District today and listen to me and 14 other great black podcasts. And while you're there, I got a secret for you. There's over a thousand black sellers. That's right. You can actually support black businesses through this site. You can buy health products. You can buy fashion. You can buy beauty products, books, Whatever you need, they got you covered. And it's all black people you're buying from. So go to shop 
gwdistrict.com. Buy black, support black businesses, build the black economy so we can create generational wealth like that of the white folk. Yeah. And now, with that being said, I'm about to step out the way and let this beautiful lady that I've worked with, and one of the best I ever worked with, introduce yeah. herself. Go ahead. Hi, uh, this is Marilyn Rose. Uh, yes, um, I worked with um, the porn rap star um, back in 2019. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, I was down in Durham, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my best shoots. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we had a ball that yeah. weekend. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. And I will be bringing <laughs> it back, people. So, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I shot him back in November 2019, before yeah. this whole COVID-19, like, thing happened. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, man, like, he's on, no, he's on a whole nother level. <laughs> thank you, thank you. See, I don't get to hear that too often. I don't get nobody toot my horn for me. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so since then, a lot has happened since we last hooked up. Yeah. And one of the things was you changed your name because originally you was known as Vivian Vivian Burnham. Right. And now you Alan Rose. Why did you do the name change? Well, the thing is that, like, when I first like started in the industry, like, you know. Especially like Vivian Burnham, you know, it was mm-hmm. something like doorway. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I basically like, you know, just was a doorway like name that I used, you know, for my uh adult work. Mm-hmm. And so during I mean that was good for like a couple of years. Yeah. But then like COVID nineteen happened and you know, I decided to like, you know, be more serious about my work and rebrand. Mm-hmm. So, um, I picked a name that I thought was more like feminine and, you know, sexy and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. here you go, Marilyn Rose. Yeah. And why did you pick that name? Where did you get that name from? Uh, Marilyn. Um, unusual. It's like weird. Like you don't see that many like adult film actresses named Marilyn. Yeah. So. You know, I like to be unique, so I chose that name. And, um, yeah, so I chose Madeline and also Rose because, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. that's another name that I happen to like, so. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So, with the name change, how did your fans react to the name change? Actually, um, they, it's actually, I got a lot of like, good, good feedback on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had people say like, "Oh, your name sounds sexier and sounds mm-hmm. posher now," you know. So, okay, okay, no doubt. So normally, yeah. people normally they tell you not to change your name, right? Because for whatever various reasons, but with you, you changed your name, and did you think it kind of helped your career more with the name change because it gave it a different feel? Yeah, I feel like the name change is more my personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now with that being said, how did you start the business? What got you into the adult film business? Hmm. Um, you know, like, I've basically been a fan of porn since I was a teenager, and uh, mm-hmm. 
I, you know, basically been like, you know, sort of like fangirl about of, of, of the industry, and mm-hmm. I, you know, sort of like thought about getting into the industry for like a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, in 2015, I moved from New York City to upstate New York. Okay. And, you know, I decided to like, since I was going to like, since I made a new change mm-hmm. and moved to a new location, like to start like, you know, you know, getting more involved in what I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, who was your first shoot? How did you get the first shoot, and how did it go? Um, let me see. Um, I shot, actually, my first big shoot was with Rick Nasty. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I shot for his website, uh, his website called Sub Sus- Ah, I'm sort of, like, sorry. Sub- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Substance. Uh, he'll start from one of his websites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rick Nasty is a legend up there in New York. So go yeah. ahead and finish. Yeah, how did the shoot go? And tell me what happened with the shoot. How did it go? Um, I was like very awkward because this is my very first shoot, but mm-hmm. like actually it went very well. Mm-hmm. And I still have people like you know contact me years later saying like. Oh, I remember you on that shoot, and you were absolutely great. So, okay, yeah. So with that first shoot, right? Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I know you was nervous or what have you. Yeah. What was your mind state walking into that shoot, and then when you got in the midst of the shoot, how did your mind state change? Hmm. I mean, when I got into the shoot, I was nervous, but once I, you know, got into the rhythm and you know, put on my persona like it went well. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know that persona. I know you put it on him because you put it on me when we shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she gives a very sloppy blowjob, ladies and gentlemen. Very sloppy. One of the sloppiest in the business I ever had. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, for you, you being an experienced talent, I always talk about pre-care. So, what people can understand the first time listening Pre-care is the things that producers and talent does when it comes to the female to help her relax, become more confident, more comfortable yeah. before the shoot. So when she do the shoot, it's 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 a go. What's right. the thing that male talent producers can do to help you relax, get you in the mood, get your mind right when you do about to do a shoot? <laughs> Um, like, I'm not really into, like, alcohol or weed, but, okay. yeah, but, like, I like to, like, you know, get into, like, funny conversations and, mm-hmm. you know, like, talk about sex, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also like to, like, you know, eat, so, mm-hmm. basically, I'm like, feed me something good and Give let's talk about combo. something good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So, when you, like, look to work with male talent, the different male talents you have to work with, what is the qualification that you want a male talent to have when he walk in the door? Uh, First of all, he has to know how to fuck. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, good hygiene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, somebody who's very professional. Um, okay. Somebody who... Uh, is respectful and you know, mm-hmm. you know, not disrespectful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True, true. Um, yeah. Um, 
What else? Did, um, does he, yeah, about that. Does he have to be. Here's the question that, that I want to get to. Right. Him having does he need to be somewhere heading to the level that you went on the parent point in, meaning that he has a sight. He has done it before. You know, certain qualifications versus dealing with someone straight out the box. You get what I'm coming from? So oh. when they kind of hit you up, what qualification do you look for to say, I'm gonna I'll work with him? Um, if the guy like is new to the industry, like I want to know that he knows what he's like he knows what the you know the procedures of the industry is. Like he knows about testing and he knows about like you know, uh, different websites, and he has corresponded with different people in the industry and that sort of thing, that he's just not some guy, like, on Pornhub who just, like, films stuff with his iPhone. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because it, I see that, which which I glad you spoke to that, is that you have a lot of guys that break into the business, they use right. the cell phone, what have you, but they're not experienced in the business. Right. So, when you work with someone that experienced the business, how did that make the scene better versus dealing with someone that's not experienced? Uh, I the fact that well, the first thing with somebody who's experienced is that like the fact that they're not using an iPhone. <laughs> is really true. Good. Yes, but they actually use actual cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like yeah, that does make you know the whole scene look better. Mm-hmm. Uh. The fact that he knows about lights, you know, mm-hmm. and he knows that, like, you know, that, like, you know, seems 100% better with lights, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of funny, like, you sound about like me. I cringe when I see people use a phone. What is that? I mean, maybe I cringe when I hear people, when I see people use a phone to film. Right. Because to me, it's kind of like, how can I put this? Because I guess because we were bred a certain way when you step in this game as far as professionalism. Yeah. That, to me, kind of hurts the business. Can you explain how it kind of hurts the business with these guys are using cell phones and how it kind of brings the business down some? I think it does. Um, yeah, it just makes it look very cheap and amateurish, which is like, you know, I mean, I mean, some people like that, like that look. But, like, that look is not going to, like, you know, benefit you in the long run if you want a career in industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because people don't realize that the the more professional shit look, the more people are going to buy it. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And, and because they want that look. Because it makes them feel it's worth the pay versus I'm looking at you doing some shit you do with your boyfriend that you do every fucking day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with this being said, do you think that the game has become too easy for people to get in? And why is that? Um, I have mixed feelings. On the one hand, I do feel it's a bit too easy because um like people like have this mentality of making a quick buck mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, thinking about long term, which <laughs> is not good because like yeah, there is sort of a stigma still to sex work, and um, I mean, there's just not something you want to do just for a quick buck, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Because that could like beat that could like you know bite you in the ass in the long run. Yeah, true. But at the same time, the fact that you know there's people from so many different backgrounds who are like you know content creators and you know a lot of these people are creating really good stuff and <laughs> you see a lot of creativity that you haven't seen before. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, I think that's the one thing that hurts the business is that when it's too easy to get in, the quality right. does go down. And it yeah. hurts the business on the whole. Um, now, also, what somebody wants you to speak to is marketing. Now, I noticed that you make a point to brand yourself and market yourself. Right. So how did you come away with branding yourself and how did you come up with marketing and how do you market yourself? Um, I mean, branding myself, I mean, I mean, it's pretty simple. Like, um, I have my logo. I have my website, which is melonrose, mm -hmm. uh, dot XYZ, which is, mm -hmm. you know, my official website. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with branding, I feel like by having that logo and having that, um, you know, official website that people take you more seriously. Mm-hmm. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, being seen as legitimate and being seen serious is very important, you know? Mm-hmm. And why is that important? So people can understand. Because, like, you know, being in industry is like being in any other industry. Like, people want to see somebody who's serious about being in the industry for long term, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, people want something to follow. Yeah. Oh, what you said? No, I said people want something to follow. They want a journey to follow. Oh, yeah, definitely. Most definitely. So, who is some of the talent that you have worked with? Because I see you work with both women as well as men. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? How important is it to network and collaborate with other talent when it comes to this business? Uh, I think it's extremely important because mm -hmm. um, Basically, you're, you're only as good as your last shoot. And the more variety of shoots you do and the more variety of talent you work with, is the better. Yeah. And, and two, I want you to speak to the variety. Because a lot of girls don't understand what variety is. Like, to them, they're right. thinking me doing solo videos, doing different outfits is variety, but they don't understand it's still the same genre and still the same type video. Can you right. please speak what variety is and why it's important in this business and how it makes you more money? Um, being like variety and being versatile will make you a lot more money than somebody who just does like solo videos from like beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's be blunt like, you know, in this industry, like the fans want to see you like take deck. And want to see you take dick in like a variety of ways. That's just reality. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, and um, you know, um, yeah, like if you look at like the famous like porn stars out there, uh, mm -hmm. they have done like a huge variety of shoots. Like they've done everything yeah. from like solo to threesomes and gangbangs. Uh, mm -hmm. They have ever done everything from like. You know, like the very vanilla stuff to the very hardcore BDSM stuff, mm -hmm. and they keep it fresh. Yeah, 
Because, like I said, when I sit back and look, even with you, you give me boy, girl, you give me girl, girl. And I always right. said the girls that do it all make the most money. Also, yeah. you mentioned you have multiple sites. Now, a lot of girls are stuck on just having only fans. Please explain to them how that is not a good business plan just to have only fans. Explain uh, why. The thing is that, like, it's in general, it's not good to depend on just one site because, like, you never know what could happen to only fans. So. You need to, like, you know, keep up with different sites and, you know, have a presence in different sites. And, you know, you need multiple streams of income coming in. Mm, Most definitely. Because even, like, to give an example, there was a site called Rude that was was, was booming. It, It was one of the godfathers. Right. And just recently, like a year prior to it getting shut down, Got myself finally account to be a creator, and it was right. doing pretty good. Then eventually yeah, it really, shut really. down. Yeah, I got shut down. Yeah. So, so imagine if somebody just had a rude, and then they shut down the next day. They fucked. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, with your your kinks or what have you, um, what kinks are you in? Like, because like I said, I know one thing that you're definitely known for is blowjobs. Yeah, you definitely. know, period. <laughs> um, speak to how you enjoy the sex when you're filming. Because a lot of people always w- wondered, are we faking it? Are we real? Is it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Speak to that. Uh, I mean, I definitely enjoy it. Um, like, I feel like if you really don't enjoy, like, doing the sex, then... Mm-hmm. It's gonna show in your scene, and you can't fake that, you know. True. True. So, to you, um, what is the most important thing a person must understand when they step into this business? That is a business, like any other business, and mm-hmm. yeah, like you have to keep up with like the different stuff going on in business. Um, mm-hmm. you have to be, have to learn about branding and marketing and you must be professional um mm-hmm. you must treat other people with respect you know like any other business yeah true true so now being that you're a sex worker yeah. we're gonna get out before we go to sex worker manhattan you know i had to ask you about manhattan yeah man manhattan, yeah it has now decided they don't want to prosecute um, escorts anymore. Let's just be honest. They basically practically made it legal in Manhattan. Since yeah, you've been there, have you seen a change uh, 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 in any way of how things been flowing on the sex worker side of things in Manhattan? Because I'm pretty sure more girls are coming up there now. Uh, like, uh, let me think. Um, hmm. I haven't, like, worked that much in Manhattan, but... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the fact that they're not pro- they're not prosecuting escorts in Manhattan, like that is definitely going to attract more people to that particular borough. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you being a sex worker, how did this benefit you? So you um, explain to everybody. I mean, it benefits me because, like, I won't be prosecuted like in Manhattan, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> But it is weird because, like, I don't know, like, like, I haven't, like, 
face mm-hmm. any like legal stuff yet or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that is that is pretty good though. You know. Yeah, because seeming like the sex trade has become more normalized. Yeah. In many ways, and can you speak to the normalization of the sex game and how it is happening? It happened from your point. Well. Of view. Yeah, I think I think it just happens. I just it just takes time. I just think it happens with time going on because like, like when you know porn first came out, like in the late sixties, early seventies, like yeah, it was like very like out there, very like new, and like a lot of people like didn't understand it, and you know it was considered very out there stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, like, as the decades went by, and, like, more people watched it, and then a new generation watched it, and now mm-hmm. it's, like, 50 years out, and now you have, like, you know, young people, like, people in their mm-hmm. teens and 20s who know nothing but, like, porn internet, and, like, porn in every variety. And so, you know, for these young people, like, you know, stuff like Pornhub and OnlyFans is completely normal. And as time gets by, you know, it's going to become even more normal. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because like I was telling somebody on a on another podcast, I was doing an interview. I right. said we went from DVD, video, VHS, DVD, to now it's completely online. Right. Which, which a lot of the porn companies are now disappearing because they can't make the switch. They right. don't know how to. So it's it, it like you say it's important to keep up with what this business is doing. So with right. you, how do you keep up with it? Give uh, people some, you know, so how to keep I mean, up with action. I mean, how to change I mean, I'm constantly on social media, networking with people. Um, I read, you know, the AVN. I read Xbiz. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just constantly like. Reading up on industry. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the best way to be. <laughs> yeah, like I'm learning about like I'm learning about Twitter, which is like a Twitter for sex workers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you mentioned another website for sex workers. Um, mm-hmm. I learn new stuff every day, so mm-hmm. you know it's great to keep up with the you know trends in industry. Oh yeah. Because I think the, the thing about it is part of this business is that you have to be able to keep up with it. Oh, yeah. Um, because if you don't, you're going to get left behind. Oh, definitely. Um, because even to the point that now we're seeing NFTs are being implemented into the business now. What's that? You know, period. Oh, you never, oh NFTs, they're non-fungible tokens. And it enables you to, let's say, let's say you take one of your videos, right? The first video right. you did. And you put it up and you can sell it and people bid for it. And oh, yeah. you can set it up to where you continue to get royalties every time when they sell it. Oh, yeah. That's good. Like, like, like just look it up. NFTs, the, the, the art community been using it and plus a bunch of rap artists has used it to sell their music, their masters, what have you. And there have been a couple of porn nice. companies do the NFTs. But yeah, that's just one thing, you know, period that technology is heading towards. Oh, now, definitely. The other, thing, the other thing I wanted to speak to is the misconceptions that we get as porn stars from our love life to our relationships 
What's some of the misconceptions that you run into that you since you've been in this business? I mean, I don't run into that many misconceptions, but like I do think there are people who still have like an old fashioned view of like sex workers. Mm-hmm. Like they right. have the mentality that we're all like you know, these desperate, like, very legal girls who, like, come from, like, dysfunctional families and, yeah. like, we have a pimp and that sort of thing. Yeah, like, old-fashioned, outdated terms, you know? And see, what's crazy is that, to me, what I find interesting with that right, is that I, I guess the, the reason why they got that that thought process is because of the images. To me, I felt that society wanted to keep porn taboo, so they put those type shits out there to keep it taboo right. for whatever reason it might have been. Right. And just like with escorting, the reason why escorting was illegal was because of moral shit. Yeah, you know, like we period. thought we like we thought that all like you know sex workers were like these like. You know, eighteen-year-old girls from like dysfunctional families are being exploited, and you yeah. know, and as time gets by, it turns out that that's not really the whole picture. You know? No, no, it's not. Because if you had a drug habit, if you, it, the game didn't make you have a drug habit. You had a drug habit before you walked in the game. It's yeah, just definitely. the money able you to do more of it. Right. It's true. You know. And it's funny how they think y'all single. They think that y'all want to have sex all the time. They don't think y'all have normal life. They right. all work a job. You know, period. Go ahead and speak some more on that, babe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like... Yeah, like, I currently have a boyfriend. And I also have a day job. Um, yeah, I do, like, do... I do have a vanilla job. And mm-hmm. it's weird, like... How, like, you know, people think that, you know, that because you have sex on screen that you can't read books and uh, you can't do this. It was weird. (laughs) Yeah, or even have a love life. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We speak about that love life. How do your significant other handle you doing this business? Um, he's pretty cool about it. Um, okay. yeah, he's a grad student and everything, and he's also into the same sort of lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. he's also a sex worker, so, okay. you know, it's okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because to me, I think, does it help that he's in the business too? Do you think that helps you a lot to get that support and to get that, that okay? Because he... Because him being the biggest allows him to understand it more. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think the fact that I'm sorry. I think the fact that he's also in the business and also that he's in grad school studying psychology and mm-hmm. studying human sexuality and those sort of things is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, outside of porn, what are some of the things that you're doing to brand yourself? To set yourself up to make money outside the business. Um. Oh, that's my day job. Um. I work as a freelance writer. Um, okay. I've been. I worked as. I've been working as a writer since two thousand two thousand two. So, almost mm-hmm. twenty years. <laughs> well, there's nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah, definitely. 
And, um, yeah, firstly, I write mostly articles. Um, mm-hmm. um, I also write for businesses and nonprofits. And I also write for mm-hmm. people in the industry. So if okay. anybody in the industry is looking for writers, then contact me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so being a writer now, oh, this is what I wanted to ask. For the scenes that right. you come up with, what is your inspiration? How do you come up with What is your thought process when you come up with them? Um, basically, I like to, like, I basically like to, like, um, you know, have scenarios from, like, real life. Um, mm-hmm. like, you know, I think one of the scenes we did was the yoga scene that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I like scenes like that. Something like, you know, could be in real life, but mm-hmm. then it turns into a porn scenario, you know? True, true, true. So to you, it's like which things you like doing best? The fetish, the role play, BDSM, which things you like doing the best? Um, I like doing the role play scenes the best. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because you get to play with like different characters and different scenarios, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a, I write fiction, so like I definitely like stories. Mm-hmm. Indeed. See, a woman that has many layers, people. Do you understand yes. that? Sex woman yeah. many layers. That we that, that we talking about right here. Yes. <laughs> so with that being said, all right, now moving forward, um with the business, you had like I said, the motorcycle we talked about that. Talk about the misconception. Um you make it a point to make yourself up when you do these shoots, to pick different outfits and stuff like that. I right. Is the presentation of the look of you? Is it you know how important is that compared to the actual action of the scene? Um, I think it's most. I think it's very important. Um, Just like somebody who works in an office or you know works in a professional setting will like you know wear certain outfits and like. If you're a woman, mm-hmm. you're supposed to wear makeup and that sort of thing. I feel it's very important to, like, you know, present yourself in a professional way when you shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, basically, you're, you're... Speak to being a sex symbol versus a thought, and which is better, and which makes more money. I feel being a sex symbol is better. Way better. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, um... I feel like, you know, just like put emphasis on, you know, you know, taking care of your appearance and, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, carrying yourself in a very sexy but not trashy way. I think it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, the the look and the image of the presentation is everything. Yes. Um, Because... I always talk shit about female be wearing bonnets in the scene, and to me, it's kind of like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I get if you might do it one, two, scene, but they do it a lot. Right. Um, also, the other thing is, how often do you shoot? Um, I shoot at least once a month. Um, okay. Like I, I shot less because of COVID-19, mm-hmm. but I try to shoot like you know, at least once or twice a month, you know? 
And the reason why I ask that is because it seems that girls had to had to turn up the volume with content, putting out content more nowadays than they did in the past. Right. Can you speak to why that happened? And the dip and, and, and the difference between a couple years ago and now and why that happened. Go ahead. Well, I feel it's especially the OnlyFans like mentality of oh I must come up with content constantly because like oh if I don't come up with content constantly then I'm gonna lose my OnlyFans following. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a difference between like quantity and quality. Mm-hmm. And like with me, I feel like if you put emphasis on quality, then that's gonna benefit you more in the wrong run than just like coming up with random shit all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because to me, the the if if the the quality does trump the quantity, because yeah. to me, if you put a quality product, you ain't got to put out as much as everybody else. Right. Uh, speak more on it. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, different between like, you know, these cheap clothes that they sell on these Chinese like, you know, places like websites, whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, some quality dress or whatever that you may find, you know, mm-hmm. in some more upscale like boutique or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure like a lot of people would be able to afford that cheap Chinese clothes. But mm-hmm. that's not something that they're going to like, you know, like you know, be very fond of or be, you know, keep for the long run, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I totally understand. Um now be that you in New York, because I always talked about this, I want you to, to to discuss this. Being in a place where there's a porn community and there's a lot of talent to work with. What's yeah. the advantages of having that versus being in an area where there's not much talent? Oh. And is the New York and, and the other part of that is how close is the New York community when it comes to porn? Go ahead. Oh, I think it's definitely an advantage because like uh, less traveling, uh, more opportunities, uh, more people to talk to, more people to work with, you know, it's very good. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Sorry. No, it's all good, babe. Yeah. And um as for the New York community being close knit, um mm. I mean there definitely is drama and like there's definitely like you know, people who don't get along with each other, but like in my mm. personal experience, you know um I think most of the people in New York are pretty supportive actually. Yeah, I see that between that and Atlanta, Jesus Christ, boy, y'all have a nice Nice, you know what I'm saying, community of full porn, you know, period. Yeah. And to me, I, I, I really dig that because I wish North Carolina had it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, but um, and another thing I wanted to ask you too, also, was um. Please speak to why us as adult film talent, why we do all the positions that we do in the scene, and why these scenes have to have a certain length. Uh, why we do the positions and why have a certain length? Like, 
Yes. Yeah, because that's just part of the entertainment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, people want to see, you know, you doing, like, unusual life positions, like the reverse cowgirl, mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the entertainment, you know? Just like... Mm-hmm. Somebody who sings, like, you know, they hit those high notes, you know? And that's what people mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> people don't realize... No, because seriously, people don't realize we have to do all the positions because people don't want the normal bullshit. They want to see some real shit. They yeah, want to see it's the as fuck. They want to, you know, you know, hands down. These people get yeah. away with six minute videos, but it what they don't get is, and this is what I wanted you to speak on: the longevity. How do you create longevity in this business, and how you was able to create your longevity so far? Um, yeah, I just say back to qu- quality over quantity. Hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, basically, I've been a fan of porn since I was a teenager. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm really part of, you know, I'm, like, I'm really, like, I really, like, I really studied, like, this industry and been really part of it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to be part of it. And I want oh, yeah. to create something that lasts. Yeah. Yeah, because what's the point of making something that ain't nobody going to remember the next year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most yeah, definitely. You want, yeah, you definitely want to have that. Yeah, you definitely want to have that scene that's still being watched on Pornhub like 20 years later, mm-hmm. you know? No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so, now, now, we're done with the interview. It was a damn good interview, Miss Lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. So, before you go, I got the do my, my clothes out and everything, and I would love to bring you back for another episode so we can really yeah. talk about some more topics. You feel me? Definitely. Most definitely. So, life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming through, Miss Rose. Yeah. All right. Take care. Take care. All right, bye.